This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 66 with Raj Bhaskar. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello everyone, MC Lobshire and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today and the topic of the show today is going to be how to be an effective and a productive entrepreneur, investor and freelancer. We're also going to be looking at the obstacles that entrepreneurs, business owners, investors and freelancers face when building a profitable business by themselves, you know, there's always this juggling act of building value for, in your business for others through your products and services, and also managing your day-to-day -day business activities such as administration, finance, and other tasks. So we're going to be looking at a more effective way for you to be more efficient and more productive in balancing both of these variables. We're also going to be discussing how entrepreneurs, business owners and investors and freelancers can empower themselves with real-time numbers. If you can track the numbers in real-time, you can monitor daily where you're tracking towards. Are you moving closer to your goals and if you're not, you can make adjustments if you do have access to real-time information. So it's extremely powerful. We're also going to be looking how to build and manage a team and how to find A players for your team so that you can focus on working on your business and growing your business as much as possible while you have star performers and A team members working in your business. My guest today is Raj Bhaskar, the co-founder and CEO of Hurdler, a mobile tax app designed for entrepreneurs and freelancers. Prior to starting Hurdler, Raj was CEO of Visual Homes, a leading provider of financial and compliance software for real estate owners and managers. Visual Homes was acquired by Yardi Systems in 2010. Raj is a graduate, and he graduated with honors from the George Washington University. Before we're joined by Raj in today's show, please remember to share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview on Twitter. I'm at MC Lobsher or by email info at CashflowNinja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja, one word, all capitalized, to 44 two 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 that's two fours and three twos as some of my listeners may know i live in newtown pennsylvania a town that's about 45 minutes away from philadelphia the birthplace of the united states the home of the cheesesteak the rocky steps and also the hometown of the beloved founding father benjamin franklin benjamin franklin believed that investment and in knowledge pays the best interest and early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy wealthy and wise the cash flow ninja have aligned itself with partners that aims to empower 
empower you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Our healthy partner, Arnett, provides supplements, nutrient-dense and earth-grown foods, and fitness equipment to help you achieve your next level of well-being and total human optimization. Our listeners can get a 10% discount with coupon code GETONIT at CashflowNinjaHealth.com. Our wealthy partner, Fundrise, gives everyone the opportunity to invest directly in high-quality real estate without the middleman. Fundrise makes the process of investing in the highest quality commercial real estate from around the country simple, efficient, and transparent. You can get started with as little as $1,000, and you do not have to be an accredited investor to participate in some of their offerings. You can check them out at CashflowNinjaWealth.com. And don't forget our wise partner, Audible. You can download any audiobook for free when you try Audible for 30 days. You can download your free audiobook at CashflowNinjaBook.com. If you wanted to support our show, you can also do your Amazon shopping through our homepage at cashflowninja.com forward slash Amazon. We're entering the holiday season and your support is really appreciated. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire and you're listening to the Cashflow Ninja podcast with your host, MC Lobsher. You must be prepared to ignite. Raj, welcome to the show. Hey, MC. Thanks for having me on board. I really appreciate it. Can you please share a little bit about your background and your journey as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Um, so I got started pretty early on. Um, I was selling Kenny in the fifth grade. Uh, and I think uh, um, I, uh, I was affected by my folks. Like my Both of my parents were very entrepreneurial, um, I think by necessity, for starters, when they moved to, first moved to the U.S. My mom was an Avon lady, and my dad was driving cars at a car wash. Um, ultimately... Um, in the future, my dad had a software development company where he hit the Inc. 500 three years in a row in the 90s. Um, so I, I think I come from a family of hustlers, and that certainly affected me. And so fifth grade, sixth grade, selling candy, then selling sodas at golf tournaments, then snow shoveling business, then car detailing business, all these cash-based businesses. Ultimately, I went to college and then uh, worked for a wireless software startup for a year. And then right after that, um, I had my first venture that I grew for 10 years. It was a real estate management platform focused on affordable housing. But I grew that to manage a half a million units, a couple million residents, um, and we were processing around $200 million in monthly rental payments. Um, and then it was acquired in 2010 by a quiet company called Yardi that happens to have half of all U.S. apartment buildings um, using its property management software. Um, so it's a tiny bit of background on myself. Yeah, that's that, that's great. Now, solopreneurs, there's there's a lot of them out there, and a lot of my listeners are too. Now, you've identified some of the obstacles that freelancers, solopreneurs, and entrepreneurs face when building a profitable business by themselves. Can you speak a little bit about this? Yeah, I think uh, I think the number one thing is really. Um, when you're dealing with limited resources, right, and there's two types of resources, two key types, I think it's your time, um, which ultimately becomes the, hopefully becomes the most valuable thing, and then the second thing is your, your cash that you have on hand. Uh, how do you balance those to generate more revenue? Um, and then what happens when you start doing that is there's all this stuff that you need to do in the background that doesn't actually generate revenue, right? Like your back office, taking care of all the administrative things, all your finances, those don't actually generate revenue. Um, and so we see that as one of the biggest obstacles to your growth because most folks get into 
your business or you're an entrepreneur, you're hustling, you're on the go, you're trying to create opportunities and revenue. You're not, you didn't get into business so you could mess around with the spreadsheet all day long. Right, right. No, that's that's so true. And that, and and just speaking from experience, that was a challenge initially for me too because you just started your business, you're trying to create and uh, engage in revenue-driving activities but then there's all the other things that come with it, right? All the bits and, and, and moving and moving pieces. Now, what are some of the solutions? How can entrepreneurs and business owners just focus on building maximum value for their clients through products and services and then also manage their day-to-day business um, you know, administration and finance and all these other moving pieces in the back office when they initially get started? Yeah, it's a tricky balance, um, but I think if you if you start off the right way, you're you're in great shape, and and even if you've gotten caught up, um, you can really get into there. Some simple things that first is being aware of how you're spending your time on a daily basis. So if you look at what what's the key way that you add value or the key things you can do to drive revenue, that's what you should be doing. You know. I'd say all the time, um, but certainly put a percentage on that, that that's what you're doing for like 80% at least, right? That 80-20 rule, at least spend 80% of your time doing those key things, if not 100%. And certainly um, 100% of the times during the day where you have the most energy, you should only be using that on the key revenue drivers, the activities that drive that. The now you have the, the other parts of your business that you have to do. They're a nuisance, like your accounting, your taxes, things like that, because you need to know your numbers at all times so you can make good decisions. You want to either automate that or set up some processes that you're able to take care of those things in your off hours um, that aren't peak, that aren't times when, you know, to do it during times when you can't reach potential customers. Um, that's, a, that's a good first step, regardless of the tools you use, right? Right. Um, and uh, and I'd say like um, one of the things with finances that's really key that most people don't most business owners don't get into because they start off freelancing before they actually create a full blown dedicated business is don't commingle your personal and business finances like just you know simply get a credit card and bank account that is just dedicated to your business expenses it doesn't actually have to be a business level account. You can open up any free uh, credit card or bank account. I like Capital One. Uh, there's there's any shorter, whatever's in your area or has good benefits. If you like points or cash back, things like that, whatever turns you on. Um, just a personal card, but only use it for business expenses. That way, if you do nothing else, at least uh, you know from the monthly statements you get what your ongoing expenses are. No, that's great advice. And I am a huge fan of Pareto's Law. And that, there's some golden nuggets in here too, the the eighty twenty, and then you can even draw that down to to uh, ninety ten. And then I think what you just also mentioned is just re- a really good takeaway here for listeners is the time that you have the most energy during the day, and that you can get in front of people and build relationships and share your message and talk about the products or services that you do have. Spend those hours of the day focusing and drive on, on revenue generating activities and then put the back end on the way when 
at, at the end of the day, like you said, just uh, off to, or even after hours, because uh, especially solopreneurs in the beginning, I mean, <laughs> there's no there's no limit on hours that, uh, oh, yeah. that a lot of uh, <laughs> that a lot of folks will, would put in. So that is very, very, um, very, very good advice right there. Now, let's talk about Hurdler. You have guys have built a fantastic uh, service and provide so much value here. Can you tell us a little bit about about Turtler? Sure, it's a it's a mobile app um, that really connects all the dots for solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and small business owners, uh, freelancers um, to manage all their business finances and taxes. Um, so it's 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 just a mobile app. You download it. Um, you can log in with your Google or Facebook um, or create a Hurdler login and. Um, you simply uh, link it with uh, with your uh, expense account or your bank account, wherever you get paid, um, and it'll pull your business payments, your business expenses in real time. It'll track all your even your deductible mileage, um, and then so what I call it manages what we call your true profit, right? So we call a true profit your income or your revenue minus expenses minus taxes. So the minus taxes part is key. Because when you're in business for yourself, you're in charge of your own taxes. And you you should know what you get to keep at the end of the day. It helps you make better business decisions. It also makes sure you set aside enough for those tax payments and you're not spending more money than you than you actually get to keep. Um, and so the app basically just automates all of that. Oh, that's fantastic. So are there any other um, softwares that it would integrate with? Uh, sure. Uh, so, you know, it syncs with about 20,000 different um, financial institutions. Um, you can export data uh, from our app in uh, CSV, uh, Excel, or PDF format. You can sync it with your own personal cloud, like Google Drive, Dropbox, Box, or Microsoft OneDrive. Um, so all of your reports and receipts and everything are just nice and neatly stored in your cloud automatically. Because, you know, these days... You know, folks want to have their data, right? Uh, and that's important. We don't want to build a business off of holding anyone's data hostage. You need to have your data available. Um, and so we, um, the other things we integrate with, like there are folks that uh, that use popular um, invoicing and time tracking systems already, like FreshBooks. Um, so we, we've integrated with FreshBooks. So you can actually, um, in the Hurdler app for FreshBooks, you just log in with your FreshBooks and it'll automatically pull all your FreshBooks payments in and then that's where, um, if you're if you're doing expense tracking there, you can link that, and that's where a real time tax engine comes into play. So you can see anytime you're walking around town what your actual true profit is at any given moment. Yeah, that is fantastic. I think the real time numbers, so you you know exactly where you are at whatever st- stage or during your business day, during your week, during your month, because uh, information just it just is so powerful. Yeah, and see, I used to, you know, in my prior venture, one of the things that really bugged me was receiving financial statements a week after the month was over. Right. Um, I just never liked that. I, I got indicators along the way, so I'd go pull other reports and info throughout, but um, that was just the standard accounting practice that was there, and, and we and we got our stuff fairly quickly, you know, compared to the norm, but I wanted, like, I wanted numbers along the way, because... If you're going for monthly targets, you know you you, sh- you would know like mid month if you're not going to hit your targets by the end of the month because if you're not even halfway there, how are you going to hit it by the end of the month? Um, right. You don't, you know. So 
I always, uh, my whole thing was always trying to get real-time information so you could make real-time decisions. Um, and for a solopreneur who's getting started, you have to make some really solid decisions early on if you're going to build a business that lasts or one that you can depend on for your personal, you know, growing your personal finances or one that you want to grow and have a team, right? You have to make some good decisions early on. And if you can measure something right away, I mean, you, it just, you can improve it and, as you've mentioned, make good decisions on this. So, Raj, uh, let, um, let me ask you, what would you say is the most of the effective first-step strategies for business owners that they can take today to be more effective and more efficient? Well, I think, uh, so I mentioned one as it relates to your finances, that make sure you have separate credit card and bank account that you only use for business-related stuff. So it's already separated. So you don't need to use, you don't have to use any software to do that. Right. So that's the first thing you should do. Your accountant will love you for it. Um, the second thing I would say is not necessarily financial-related. Certainly it affects your finances, but you need to know what your value proposition is, and it needs to resonate with your potential customer. Uh, so... I think you should practice it on your family and friends because if it doesn't resonate with them, it's not going to resonate on your on your potential customers. Um, but you need to have that down pat because there's no shortage of competition out there for anything, um, and so you got to have your pitch down pat. That's the quickest the quickest way to increase your true profit is um, is to increase revenue, um, and that's uh, knowing what your value proposition is um, and clearly conveying it is going to lead to greater revenue. Um, and we like to say, like, if you can do that and you, then you can drive referral business, you know, we can help you with the with the uh, financial asset, with the expenses and taxes uh, part of the formula. Um, but uh, your value prop and, and driving referral business is what's going to build your business in the long run. Now, as an entrepreneur, we face adversity and it's not always rainbows and unicorns when it comes to our entrepreneurship and creating investments and building businesses. What are some of the biggest lessons that you learned and some of the best advice that you've gotten on your journey? Sure. Um, so number one is to focus. Um, no matter what type of business you're in, you need to, I think you need to know on what, what is the key problem you're solving and what you're going after and not getting caught caught up with, uh, you know, the, the say like the, the shiny uh, new things that present themselves along the way um, to stay focused. No, no, Know that, um, and along with that focus, like we talked about leveraging your most energetic time for the the key value you deliver, like to grow revenue. Um, being conscious of those things, and that really all ties to focus. Um, stay focused. Know what those numbers are to drive the goal that you're going after, and relentlessly keep going after that. This is a way that a great way that when you get yourself um, running like that, if you ever build a team you're going to be able to also impart that on your team. Um, and that applies across all businesses. Um, the other thing I'd say is, uh, as it relates to anyone who's going to be hiring anyone, and I don't necessarily mean, like, it doesn't have to be an employee, but it can be a contractor, it can be a partner, a customer, anyone that you're working with. Um, you want to align yourself with great people. Um, don't just do things for money, um, because... I think anyone, what I've found anyway in my 16 years of business, is anyone who's only doing something for money, um, it, you know, they view things as transactional, so it may not last. Um, you know, 
got to align yourself with good people who have solid values. And when you when you're doing when you find out later on that you're doing something with uh, someone that doesn't match with you, then you know it's good to part ways as soon as possible. Right. No, and actually, I just dotted down a note here that I was thinking about too to ask you, and it's it's incredible that you started talking about partnerships and a team as well. Are there any other advice that you can give listeners out there that they've taken the leap, they've become a solopreneur, they've started growing a business? Um, any any direction or advice that you can give them on how to build build and manage successful teams? Yeah, so I think uh, so. You have to be a great leader for starters. Um, you're so you when you think about like you're pitching customers, right? Um, your value proposition. Um, you're when you're recruiting. Um, I always say internally here, like in my new venture, that always you know they say uh, you know there's that saying always be selling. Well, it's always be selling, always be recruiting. Um, always be taking care of your customers. So you should always be doing everything, uh, the key things. Um, but you're pitching, you know, when you pitch a customer, it's it's not that different when you're pitching a potential employee, right? right. Um, and, you know, I always say I'm the same person inside my house as I am when I walk out the front door um, and I try to align myself with similar-minded people um, that only have one set of values, um, meaning they don't do anything uh, for money and they won't compromise their values and I think uh, you have to take the time and do the diligence uh, to make sure you're bringing on the right team members and it's a lot of work it's I mean it's harder in some ways it's harder than uh, bringing on customers like right. we go through cycles in, in ventures where um, you know people talk about customer acquisition is like the hardest thing and I don't think it's always the hardest thing i think recruiting the right folks is is the most challenging part of business right because humans um and um i think that's the that's a real key thing and um you know they there are there are cost examples out there of what it really costs to bring on the wrong person um so it's a it's a tough thing to learn Uh, i've hired folks now for over 15 years um and i'm still learning right right (laughs) In your experience, too, what are some of the strategies to employ when you're looking for A players? Yeah, so we, uh, uh, in my current business, like we do test projects now. Okay. Uh, and, and I view it as, uh, it's a great, it's actually a great way for the potential employee to get a feel for, you know, whether this is the right place, whether they like the team, um, and, of course, it has the benefit of showing whether they're a good fit, but really, like, you know, and when you look at the, the standard, like, process of how a company recruits talent and then people join a place, like, it's, it's kind of fascinating to me because I couldn't imagine just, like, joining a place without doing a trial. Right. Um, it's just that it's a... It has to be that way because otherwise, how do you live, right? Because people, we need to earn to live. Um, but it's kind of, it's interesting that um, I just couldn't imagine. Well, you know, I've done my own businesses now for, you know, for 16 years. I've, I've only worked um, uh, for less than a year out of college. I worked for a wireless software startup. And then 
And then when we sold my prior venture, I worked for the acquirer for a little over a year and a half. That was all by choice. That wasn't actually required to. Um, and it was good perspective. Um, and But I, I'm definitely like, I have to be an entrepreneur and do my own thing, um, build my own businesses with teams, of course. Um, but I couldn't imagine, I really can't imagine going somewhere without really testing it out, even as an employee. Right. Um, it's unfortunate that many folks don't have the opportunity to to test out because you know financials don't necessarily support it. Um, but that's the you know that's the challenging thing uh, finding the right folks and and doing the due diligence. No, that's great advice. And even with your partners, I just uh, you know just use an example of uh, graphic design. Um, you know where. Send out a send out a couple of ideas to not just one but a couple of designers and see what they come up with because you know especially when you're involved on a digital platform that that partner is going to become a key member of your team so let's not just go with the first person or target one person but again see what what's out there and have a test pro- project available for them. Yeah, and I like that approach, MC. Um, and that that part. Um, so we definitely do like skills validation um, and get a sense for that. And and that's definitely like you have to do that. Um, and I was trying to also what I've tried to do along the way is now there are other human aspects that come into play. So let's say even now you've validated the skills. How do you really make sure that that the team, this is a great addition to the team and it, and the new person will blend in well and everyone will get along um, and things will just kind of start scaling. Now, Raj, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skills. What are you currently studying and what skill sets are you currently learning? So I'm currently uh, still studying uh, for the last 15 years um, time management and how to keep on refining that. Um, and so um, one of my favorite new books is, or favorite books that I've read, I don't think it's in, like uh, that new, uh, is The One Thing uh, by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan. Yep. And I've always been about focus. And I really love this book um, to really, like even if you think you're focused, you can focus even more um, and generate even more value. Um, so looking at how... Um, you know, how humans are scaling themselves uh, with time blocking and other things. Um, and for me, um, it's a it's constant evolution. Like, I think I've always been great at time management, and, but you go through inflection points. Like, I have a, I have, um, a seven-month-old at home now, first child. And so, yeah, I have to, have to take my time management to a whole, whole other level now. Right. Uh, and so you can always refine things, um, and it just helps you focus and... Yeah, it's a uh, so that that's something I'm studying. And then on the side, uh, you know, digital marketing keeps evolving. Um, I have a growth team that takes care of it, but I like to try to be able to hang with them. Right, right, and just know the processes and what's going on, so that when there's presentations, you're you're aware of all the technologies that are, that that are out there. Sure, definitely. No, I really like that, and that's a very core theme of uh, our chat today too is focus that follow one course until successful and i love that book too the one thing it's a fantastic book of just focusing on that one thing um and then you have obviously created a ton of value with the resource at hurdler um so 
the links for the download for Hurdler, I will put it in the show notes. Um, you guys have been very generous and provided us with uh, a download profit in Texas for FreshBooks links as well that I will put there, and as well as a small business and tax checklist for 2017. So thank you so much for for uh, providing that uh, value and resources uh, for my listeners. Definitely, MC. Really appreciate it. Uh you having me on board. Um, happy to come back anytime. A core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world in a better place than where we found it by passing down a mindset, values, principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and you were only allowed to pass on three principles to help them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Well, uh, so first, first thing is, uh, so I always say personally, like I'm the same person inside my house as I am when I walk out the front door. And that means that I have one set of values and those are my personal values. And I apply those personal values to business. Um, and that means I won't do anything, uh, to make money and I won't do anything that compromises my personal values in business. So I'm one in the same, like Raj inside my house is Raj outside the front door, um, and whether it's Raj CEO or Raj Dad, whatever it is, I'm the same person. So there aren't two personalities with me. And that's something that um, has carried through in my family, and I want to pass that on. Um, but that's, that's more important than anything. Um, and um, number two, uh, something that, that we think about consciously in our families, is we want to pass entrepreneurship on. Like my folks are entrepreneurs. Uh, my brother and I are entrepreneurs. Um, my father-in-law is an entrepreneur. Um, and, um, I might get my wife into it. We'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, we talk about, um, making your own path right through entrepreneurship. Uh, it doesn't mean that it, it's not financially related. It's just that doing your own thing, uh, creating value, adding value to society through those things. Um, and, um, we're debating it inside our house right now because, uh, yeah, I tell my wife, that doesn't mean, like, uh, our kid has to be a business owner, per se, or, like, after finances or anything, but, like, you know, do things. Um, take your own path. Um, the third thing, uh, three is a lot for me, because um, <laughs> I was, I really tied all to that, to that one thing. Um, right. stuck on this one thing, uh, thing. So, um, I think, uh, the third thing is still related to those, like, don't do anything for money, like, you have to, um, happiness is the key um and so and that's i think that's something that millennials are really nailing um about happiness like they're really keen on that i think uh um ultimately you you have to enjoy your work um i talk about here at hurdler like we want people um to smile on their way in and smile on their way out and smile on their way out means that you had such a good day at work and now you're you're in such a great position to go home and your home life is going to be so great and it's all symbiotic um i couldn't imagine like can you imagine like going to work whether it's your own or working for someone else and you're not feeling good on the way in or the way out i mean that would that would just be terrible i don't know like we spend most of our waking lives working Right, the mo- majority of our time for most folks that are spent inside their homes is spent sleeping. Um, so you have to enjoy what you're doing outside of your house, um, and that's more important than anything else. So, I guess I'd say related to that, like, because a lot of people do things just you know, you take certain jobs because you need money to live, 
um, well, then I would just take a look at not, you know, live within your means. So first, do something that you love. And if what you love doesn't generate enough income for the lifestyle you seek to live, well, then cut unnecessary things out of that lifestyle. Don't compromise doing to by doing something that you don't love. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Uh, Raj, how can my audience learn more about you, your company, and stay informed of all the projects that you're involved with? Sure. Uh, well, hurdler.com, H-U-R-D-L-R.com is the best place. Um, that's where you can get our mobile app. Our mobile app has uh, in-app chat, so live chat with myself and my team. Um, so that's, that's the best place, um, and it has all kinds of useful info as well, um, including different tax guides, finance guides, things that are really useful um, for the type of your work you do too. Um, so that's the best place to find me. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners out there. It's been a blast having you on. Thanks a lot, MC. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's been awesome and, uh, and happy to help in any way that I can. Hi, this is MC Lobsher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining their capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy, according to the infinite banking concept. If you are interested in learning more, you can email me at info at cashflowninja.com and I will send you a copy of Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. Thank you for joining me and my guest, Raj Bashkar from Hurdler today on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. Raj was extremely generous and provided links to downloads, which is available on your show notes at cashflowninja.com forward slash 066. Included in the links is a free download for Hurdler for entrepreneurs and freelancers. There's also a free download for profit and taxes for fresh books and there's also a tax checklist for 2017 for small businesses. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with friends, family, and your network. I've really been humbled by your support and feedback. And if there's any way that I could provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. Don't forget to take advantage of the offers from our partners that aims to empower you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Our healthy partner, Honor, provides supplements, nutrient-dense, and earth-grown foods and fitness equipment to help you achieve your next level of well-being and total human optimization. Our listeners can get a 10% discount with coupon code GETONIT at CashflowNinjaHealth.com. Our wealthy partner, Fundrise, gives everyone the opportunity to invest directly in high-quality real estate without the middlemen. Fundrise makes the process of investing in the highest-quality commercial real estate from around the country simple, efficient, and transparent. You can get started with as little as $1,000, and you do not have to be an accredited investor to participate in some of their offerings. You can check them out at Cashflow Ninja Wealth. 
audiobook.com. And our wise partner, Audible, offers a free audiobook download. When you try Audible for 30 days, you can download your free audiobook download at cashflowninjabook.com. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.